Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by three of my buddies. I'm super excited to be back this week. Missed you all last week as I was under the weather, actually out all week long uh, with an illness, but I am back ready to talk some Disney, and especially with my three buddies here. I want to see how everybody's week going before we get into this awesome topic we have tonight. So I'm going to start with my buddy up to the very north, Mr. Dan Rossi. How are you, bud? What is going on? I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, It's been a long week. I was actually working last week. I didn't uh, get to make the show last week because I've been working a lot lately, and uh, we're kind of coming up to the end of the school year. Uh, my oldest, Owen, is going to be coming home soon, so we're excited about that. Uh, I do have a question, though. I want to talk alarm clocks. How are yeah. you, how are you with alarm clocks in the morning? Do you have one alarm clock and do you snooze <laughs> all day long? No, no, no. I have three alarm clocks set. Uh, I have. Um, let's see. So Riley and I are pretty. We're pretty good in the mornings. Like we have to leave the house at eight oh five to be at, at school by the time the, the last bell rings. So if we leave at eight oh five, my alarm clocks go as seven fifteen, seven thirty, and then seven fifty. And all of those get hit, and then I get up at 7.50, and we leave at 8.05. And that's it. Yeah, see, that's it. See, I set an alarm on my phone, and then I have, like, an Alexa device in the house. So, like, I'll, send a, I'll set, like, that's, like, the last-ditch alarm with Alexa. Because, Alexa, you don't have to do anything. You could just say, Alexa, turn off alarm. And I tell my wife to do this all the time, and she doesn't. And then sure enough, today, I'm getting ready to – actually, I was getting ready to hop in the shower at the firehouse. I was getting ready to leave, and usually – not that I stalk my family, but we have that Life 360 app. Yeah, we've got it. Yeah. yeah. And usually I'll get a notification about 10 to 7 that they have left the house, and I never got anything. So I tried to call Jen at like 7 o'clock. No answer. So I called Emmett. Thank God he answered. They were all dead asleep. And then I asked her, I'm like, did you set a second <laughs> alarm? No. She just turned her alarm off, and she went right back to Never Never Land. So. Yeah, it's fine. I, you know, I set, I set multiple alarms. And a lot of times, see, it's hard for me because Katie works – at night, so a lot of times she's sleeping during the day, and so she's just falling asleep as I'm waking up sometimes, and so I don't want to wake her up, so I sexually set it on my Apple Watch, so it'll just vibrate on my wrist, um, but I'm, I'm horrible with alarms. I just don't like mornings. Mornings are awful. I don't trust morning people. I just don't. Mike's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm a morning person. Uh, yeah, so I, I just don't trust them. I, just, I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, well, with that said, um, I'm glad you're awake, Dan. I'm glad you're here, and you made it through, uh, through all your alarms, but I want to talk about the two guys who held down the fort last week and uh, put an amazing show out. And I'm going to start with the guy I just mentioned. Mike, what's up, man? I wouldn't say I'm really a morning person. I'm a morning person because I have to be. I, I don't think I function that well in the morning, but uh, out of necessity, I have to get up and, and just kind of muscle through. But I'm doing good. Um, 
Same thing. Um, Sarah's done with school this week, so she'll be kind of moving in for the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's a blessing and a, and a curse in disguise. Uh, you know, watching your teenage daughter go out and you know party till three o'clock in the morning with her friends is something that I'd rather have her do at her dorm. But she'll be home for a few weeks, and then she'll be going back to school. Uh, luckily, she's just in the neighborhood, so I was actually on my way home tonight. I got the call, hey, could you come by my dorm and pick up some stuff? So I'm, I have a garage full of Sarah's stuff right now, and uh, we're getting to see her for the next couple of weeks till her so, school semester starts back up but other than that's been pretty good uh, work's been good the weather's been great as you know down here in South Carolina I've been enjoying the beach as you can see I'm nice and sunburned I was enjoying the uh, the beautiful weather that we have down here in the south yeah it's been fantastic recently I think we're playing a beach day for maybe Thursday hmm. um, and so uh, tomorrow Mike you'll appreciate this I'm taking Riley I, I signed her she won't listen to Katie um, surprise surprise I signed her up for a private uh, makeup tutorial um, to where she's going to a makeup artist to learn how to put on her makeup. Mm. Um, so taking her to that tomorrow, and then Thursday, I think we're going to do a, a beach tape. So uh, with that said, let me say both a congratulations, and I, I'm sorry to our next uh, next host that's joining us tonight. Uh, he is, of course, the, the devil himself from New Jersey, uh, the one, the only, Joe Q. Congratulations on your team making the next round, but... You have to face my canes next, so uh, so yeah, sorry, man. I'm just happy that you are a newly minted NHL fan. Uh, NHL is the, um, as Dan and Mike know, it's the best playoffs that of any sport. I don't care what anybody says. It is every shift is amazing. Every minute of the game is important, and I'm glad that you are now invested in your Carolina Hurricanes. Um, is he? But yeah, it should be a good series. Uh, listen, me and Mike had a good time, and even with Dan being a bandwagon Ranger fan. Um, I know a lot of the Ranger fans think that their team took a crap, but like literally that was a hard fought series and it took everything the devils had to actually win that series. So um, that's why I'm not really gloating because it went seven games and it was a tough seven games. So uh, but hopefully uh, it'll be a good series with uh, Carolina and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes. It could be worse, Mike and Dan, you could be a Bruins fan. <laughs> oh, right is that the greatest collapse in sports history? It may be. It's what it's pretty up there. The president's trophy curse lives on. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I actually have the, uh, the Leafs and the Panthers game on right now as we're recording. So I think it's driving Katie crazy that you have turned me into a hockey fan and now I have it on every night, but uh, I don't think I'll watch a lot of regular season, but the playoffs are so exciting. Uh, some of the, I mean, like last minute goals to, to push into overtime, to winning game sevens and like just super exciting. I'm all in on the hockey. So, uh, well, with that said, you know, we wanted to come to you tonight with a new topic, something new we've never done before. Um, you know, whenever we think about the parks and we think about certain locations in Disney, there's always certain places or certain things that stick out more than anywhere else. Certain things that have created memories for us that'll last a lifetime and that we really put up on our Mount Rushmore of a Disney park, making that park super special to us. And so tonight we're coming with a brand new topic. We're going to come with our Mount Rushmore for the Magic Kingdom. And guys, how is this going to work? Uh, this is going to work in a pretty simple way. Each of the four of us all created our own Mount Rushmore for a couple different uh, topics throughout the Magic Kingdom, a couple different uh, genres, should I say. And we're going to go through and we're going to see how many we have similar. Uh, I think by the end we'll have kind of cemented our own Mount Rushmore for individual things throughout the Magic Kingdom. And hopefully you can play along at home and you can keep track and you can go over to our Facebook page, DDP Today Facebook family over there, and you can post your Mount Rushmore for these topics uh, with that. Before we get into it, though, Joe, you know, 
whenever we talk Magic Kingdom, I think we're starting with the easiest one. Uh, that is the place that everyone thinks of when they think of Walt Disney World. And I think it makes it easy to kind of come up with these key places, key items, key things that make every uh, Walt Disney World trip memorable. But they're different depending on the people you talk to. Yeah, everything. Look, everybody has a different experience when they go to the parks, right? I mean, some people like who are veteran Disney World fans will go and want to do certain attractions. And there are people who are newbies. Maybe it's their first time going with their families and they want to do everything. Or maybe they've got small children and the 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 experiences and attractions in Fantasyland mean more to them than maybe me and Jen that go all the time. So I think that uh, that's what makes theme parks awesome, right? That it the attraction, the, the experience can be different for everybody. And that goes for restaurants. That could go for snacks and food. That could go for character meet and greets. Whatever you want. It's something different for everybody. 100%. Well, let's get right into it. We have four different Mount Rushmores to build tonight. Um, for those of you who don't know what Mount Rushmore is, please go back to second grade and uh, learn what Mount Rushmore is. So that way you can uh, play along. Go, use the old Google search uh, to figure it out and you'll understand this concept. We are going to list four things under each of these four categories that should be listed and made up on top of our Mount Rushmore for the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and Mike, I'm going to start with you. We're going to start with snacks and drinks. These and the category would be the top four snacks and drinks that if you were to say these are the only four snacks and drinks that need to be in the Magic Kingdom because they are the four best. It's not even close. Let's hear them. Go ahead and roll through your entire list. So the four that I picked them, and one of them might throw you for surprise, but the other three seem pretty obvious to me. Uh, the four that I went for was popcorn, a Dole Whip, a Mickey bar, and a LaFru brew because I just think that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, drink that you can have there. It's a, it's a staple of the Magic Kingdom. I think it's, it's a, kind of a newer addition, you know, since the Fantasyland expansion. Um, it's not one of the old school type of, you know, typical Disney snacks. But I, th th that was my four. So I wanted the popcorn, the Dole Whip, the Mickey bar, and the LaFru brew. You know, I've never had a LaFru brew. Really? Lefou, I can't even say that. I can't even say it. LaFru. 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 Yeah. LaFru. It's good. Is it LaFru? LaFru. LaFru. Uh, I've never, sweet. I've never had his brew at all. Is it, is it like, um, is it kind of like a butter beer, like over in Universal? Yeah, it's kind of root beerish like. Yeah. So it's not as sweet because Dan, like a butter beer, is super sweet. Dan, yeah. Dan has a confused look on his face. I don't think he's ever had one either. No, it, it I thought Lafou's brew was like it had like a like an apple juice flavor to it. I agree with you, Dan. Yeah, and like a, it's sweet. yeah, it's it's kind of sweet. Um, I wish it was. Uh, I wish they had like a, an adult version of it, but they really, you know, I don't know if they'll have that at Magic Kingdom, but it is a little bit sweet because then they have like a marshmallow, toasted marshmallow or something on top too. Oh, gross. Oh, gross, Mike. You put marshmallows on top of a Mount Rushmore. Ugh. It's good. What's wrong? It's good. Uh, awesome. So there's Mike's Popcorn, Dole Whip, Mickey Bar, LeFou's Brew. I think we're going to have quite a bit of these in uh, similar. Uh, Joe, you're top four, buddy. So mine is going to be the uh, Dole Whip and the Citrus Swirl, very ice cream centric. I'm also going with the Mickey Bar. Um, that kind of just reminds me, my dad loves them, reminds me of our family vacations. Still buy the Mickey Bars in Publix, um, even though they're not exactly the same. Uh, we still buy those in Publix as well to enjoy. And the last thing is um, popcorn. I mean, you walk through those gates at Main Street USA and you smell a popcorn. There's a couple places that I really enjoy popcorn. One of them is Disney World. The thing is like at a movie theater. Um, I really rarely eat popcorn anywhere else, but that, the Magic Kingdom is one of those places. All right, fantastic. So so far, the only difference in your two was LeFou Brew 
and uh, and then what was the the one you just said? Cit- citrus swirl. Oh, the switch citrus. I love the citrus swirl. Very very good. Uh, Dan, roll me through your four. The Mount Rushmore of the Magic Kingdom snacks or drinks. Yep, I'm kind of following up Joe a lot here. I have the Dole Whip. I have the citrus swirl. Um, I have the turkey leg. I figure that Ooh. is one that you have to have. And then, and then the Mickey bar. Uh, I, like, I, I was waffling between Mickey bar, popcorn, like all these things. You can get them at any park. I don't know. They just maybe seem to taste a little better at Magic Kingdom while you're watching the fireworks. Uh, can we talk about right, by show of hands? Because that's the, way, the best way to do this on an on a audio show. <laughs> who has done, who has actually eaten a turkey leg inside of the Magic Kingdom? Really? All, all of you guys have. I, well, mm-hmm. I tried it because it was like, when you were first going to Disney, it was like, well, that must-do snack. And I'm like, well, I'll right. try it. I think I took two bites out of it and threw it out. Uh, I didn't like it that much. I don't like turkey legs on a regular basis. But, you know, when you're, when you're a new Disney newbie, and back then before we had, you know, fantastic podcasts like ours, like the DDP podcast, um, you know, you would kind of read on, you know, uh, blogs and websites and, you know, they would always talk about the must-dos kind of things to have. And, you know, for some reason, turkey leg was that must-have snack for whatever reason or another, and uh, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> so, Dan, do you actually eat them? Like, is this – so you put it on your Mount Rushmore. Well, I just Is think, this something you do regularly? No, but when you think of Magic Kingdom, you think of the turkey legs at Magic Kingdom. We've had it a few times. It's actually – it's I, I, I'm not a huge turkey guy, but I think they're actually pretty good. Um, again, there's, there's, there's a – it's kind of messy – so, again, you're in the Magic Kingdom. You're in a theme park. I don't want to sit there and eat that all the time because I'm going to be, you know, just a complete mess after 10 minutes. But, again, when you think of Magic Kingdom, the turkey leg is one of the snacks that will always come to mind. Nothing screams a great idea, Joe, like tryptophan and uh, a hot day in, in Central Florida. You know, just a huge turkey leg and then a hot day in Central Florida. Nothing screams I've got to have energy to make it to fireworks. The best part is when it provides theater for everybody else as you watch grown men or grown women walking through the Magic Kingdom trying to eat that monstrosity of a thing. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I used to be a huge fan of these. I remember as a kid... Uh, going to the Magic Kingdom with my family, it was, I want a turkey leg. I remember being in high school, going to the Meadowlands Fair or your local carnival and getting these large turkey legs. I used to love them. Now the sight of them just kind of like, it's fun to watch, but it's not my thing anymore. So, yes, I ate these, but years ago, it's not my uh, my diet anymore. You know what's funny is uh, you just mentioned the fair, the Meadowlands Fair. So my dad used to be the president of the fair in the small town where he lived. And so I went to the fair every year, and we actually stayed in, like, a camper on the site and, and did all that kind of stuff. And then we would go to, like, the Louisville Fair, like the Kentucky State Fair there in Louisville and stuff like that. Dude, there are foods you eat at a fairground, Joe, that you will never eat anywhere else on planet Earth. Like, for example, I— Fried butter? I, <laughs> I never— ever ever walk in or crave i'm never driving my car throughout a middle a wednesday afternoon and go i'm really craving like a foot-long corn dog <laughs> and corn dogs are different than at fairs than you get anywhere else you know what i mean i never do that like that's one of those places or uh, you know what i'm really craving like fried oreos or something <laughs> like that like it just doesn't happen joe i think you can well, i think you can uh, say that that would probably be the zeppelis for uh for us i would mike <laughs> Like I was, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was saying like Zeppelis is what we call it up in the Northeast or a funnel cake, which is a larger version of that, but mm-hmm. something that we normally don't eat every day. Don't even find it usually at Italian restaurants, but 
when the summer comes around from Memorial Day to Labor Day and you have your carnival or your fair roll in the town, if you were in the Northeast, you were getting a bag of greasy Zeppelis with the powdered sugar all over it and you were walking around snacking on those things. So not something you think about every day, but definitely a staple if attending some sort of fair or an Italian feast uh, in the Northeast. So yeah, I could definitely... Uh, <laughs> definitely sympathize with that, Mike and uh, Justin. I will sure. say, Justin, as you were starting that story, I thought for some reason this was going to be a Simpsons reference, the way you were talking about <laughs> your dad having a And I'm like, I'm running my brain through all the Simpsons episodes, and I'm like, you know, Dave's really good with these, and I know a lot of Simpsons episodes, but I'm like, he's got to tie it in somehow. I was really surprised that wasn't a reference. I could have, I could have gone with the episode where uh, they lose their house to the squatters, um, and it's the great. Um, uh, what was his name that played Ernest P. Worrell? Uh, you know, like Ernest Ernest uh, saves Christmas and Ernest. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Scared yeah, stupid yes, yes, and yes, yes. Uh, you know Vern 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 Summer. Yeah, uh, he uh, rest in peace. He, he he voices the guy, and they go to the carnival, and they end up coming in. And they become squatters in the Simpsons home and won't leave. So I, c- I could have gone that route, but no, this is a true story. So hey, and uh, yeah, real quick, how many how many turkey legs do you think they sell at Disney parks every year? Oh my goodness! Are we going all parks? Yeah, this. Do they sell them? I, hold on. Do you think they sell them in like over Shanghai? It's possible. This just I this this that I looked up. It says in in Disney parks each year. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with fifteen million. Ooh. I'll say four million. Um, it's like Price is Right. I'll go four million and one. <laughs> wow. You guys all overshot. It's one point six million turkey legs uh, sold throughout Disney parks each year. Does ever wonder? Because those aren't normal turkeys either. Because <laughs> those are like those are like Velociraptor turkeys. Those <laughs> things are massive. Do, do you ever wonder where all these turkeys come from? Like, I, you would think you would just see turkeys walking all over Central Florida. Like, they would just be everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's gobble, 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 gobble. You know, um, but it's just not. All right, we've lost, we've lost our our our, uh, our way here. So let me bring us back. Your turn. I'm going to give you mine. Mount Rushmore of Magic Kingdom, snacks and drinks. Uh, I, I also have the Dole Whip float, which automatically now all of us have it. It puts it on the Mount Rushmore for sure of DDP. Uh, today with with the Magic Kingdom snacks and drinks. I also have popcorn, which puts it on the Mount Rushmore Mount Rushmore for sure. I also have the Mickey bar. So those three are on the Mount Rushmore for sure on on there. I then for my fourth one went Mickey pretzels. So let's do this really quickly. I want us to argue our point, and then we're going to leave it to the DDP today family to what will be the fourth thing going on the Mount Rushmore. I'm going Mickey pretzel because I think it's iconic. I think it is a great snack. I think it's something that uh, most kids enjoy at one point or another whenever they're going through the parks. Um, whenever you're talking turkey leg, Dan, why should it be on the list? Well, again, like it, you know, it is. They sell 1.6 million in the parks each year. It is an iconic thing. Most people oh, know about it. One point seven. I just looked up 1.7 of the pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, but the, see the thing is, is those pretzels you can get in all the parks. So we're talking about Magic Kingdom here. When you think of Magic Kingdom, I'm thinking Turkey Leg. Uh, Joe, what was your fourth one? Uh, my fourth one was the Citrus World. Okay, I'm gonna lop that in with the Dole Whip though. Okay, because no, I think uh, those are, get those the are, same place. Those are two different sides. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So the Dole Whip is Joe's. Dole, why should it be the fourth thing, Joe? What the Citrus I mean, Citrus I World. Sorry, yeah. 
it's just something unique. It's something you can't get anywhere else. Uh, like I know the Dole Whip you can find uh, in Hawaii. You can find it in a lot of random places. Uh, but the Citrus Swirl, I've yet to see anywhere else that actually offers it. So that's why I think it's unique to the Magic Kingdom. Just like you're saying, the, the Mickey Pretzel Bar or Mickey uh, Pretzel is kind of unique. This is the same way. It's something you can only really get in the Magic Kingdom. Fantastic. And then Mike Wise, LeFou's Brew. Why does it need to be on the list? Well, it's individual to Magic Kingdom. It's part of the Fantasyland expansion in the back there. I think it's a, a specific kind of drink you don't get anywhere else. Um, I do like your pretzel idea, though, so I'm not going to convince you too much because uh, pretzels are amazing as well. Awesome. See, there we go. I should have went to Mike first, and we would have just cut these other two out of here, and we would have put the pretzel up there. <laughs> uh, moving on, we're going to go to locations in the Magic Kingdom. Now, what do I mean by locations? I am not talking about lands. I'm not talking about just Fantasyland or Tomorrowland or Adventureland. I am talking individual spots that make the your day in the Magic Kingdom more magical. Some place that if you were going to make sure every time you go to the Magic Kingdom, you would make sure to go to this spot and have a moment there to make your day more magical. Joe, I'm going to start with you. Locations in the Magic Kingdom. Roll through your top four. So my first one is the Main Street uh, train station. But going up on the upper deck and just kind of looking down... Main Street USA, kind of like where the uh, the Dapper Dans will sing uh, and do their like performances, just kind of stopping and taking it all in and being in one of the you know the largest vacation destinations in the world. I think it's just really cool just to stop, look around, be like, wow, I'm here, looking down at Cinderella's Castle. Actually, a really cool moment. Proceeding down Main Street, the hub, looking up at you uh, up at Cinderella's Castle, being there with the partner statue, looking left and seeing you know Adventureland and front and the Liberty Square, looking right and seeing Tomorrowland. Just knowing that you can go either way and kind of have like the day that you want. You know what I'm saying? I just think the hub is just a really cool spot. A lot of pictures being taken there. Uh, really cool area. The third thing would be the Tomorrowland hub. Kind of standing with the Wedway people mover in that kind of area. I love it especially at night. That's where it's one of my favorite spots is to see all the futuristic lights and kind of when it gets dark out at night. I just I love the area of Tomorrowland. The music, uh, hearing those gas guzzling engines of the speedway brings back childhood memories. Love that. And the last thing to be uh, walking along the dock side of in Frontierland, uh, that kind of new dock area that um, you can kind of avoid a lot of the hustle and bustle of the main drag there. Watching uh, you know the steamship roll by, seeing Big Thunder Mountain in the distance, hearing the Frontierland music. I just I love that kind of area. Uh, just kind of gets you away from a little bit out of the way and just kind of like taking in uh, the sights of Thomas Moore Island and everything that uh, Frontierland and Liberty Square has to offer. Just kind of an area I like to get away. So those are kind of my, my four little areas. I absolutely love Magic it. Um, especially the you talked about the dock area there. That used to be a smoking area years ago, and I think they moved the smoking area. They got rid of it right there, which makes that area so nice to walk down because all the massive people heads out, Joe. Um, and they're over there. Uh, Dan, coming to you next. Your top four locations in the Magic Kingdom. Well, uh, great minds think alike. So Joe and I are going to be uh, are going to be right on time on a lot of these. I have Main Street nice. uh, train station. Looking down Main Street again, just great view, seeing all the way down Main Street. Uh, I have the hub with the partner statue. Looking up at the castle, you know, great location. Uh, my third one. Uh, is Tom Sawyer Island, I guess similar to what Joe said. We've been there a million times, you know, with the boys. We just kind of let the boys run ragged, and then we'll just kind of sit down and just kind of relax and just kind of take in the sights, you know, whether we're watching, like, you know, Big Thunder go around the tracks a couple of times. You know, you could watch Haunted Mansion on the other side of the island. It just, you know, 
You're just kind of in a nice, quiet place with all the hustle and bustle going around around you. So we love that. And then my last one is the confectionery. Just like sitting in the confectionery, smelling all the candy. Jen was actually arguing with with me because uh, I was telling her what I was picking. And she's like, you hate that place because, you know, you tell the boys that they can't buy anything. And I'm like, well, that's not true. I may, I may complain about spending money, but they always walk out of there with a ton of candy. So, I mean, it is what it is. Did you, going back to the, uh, by the way, I love those choices. Going back to the turkey leg, I, I guarantee you were the dad that bought one turkey leg and made all three of your boys eat off the one turkey leg, weren't you? Guilty as charged. Guilty. guilty. <laughs> Just all three of them. It's like a ravenous pack of wolves. He throws it on the ground and they all dive on it, trying to get the, the last little bit of meat off of it. Uh, Mike, move on to your locations in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, mine are very similar to Joe's, uh, and obviously very similar to Dan's too. <clears throat> I had the Main Street uh, train station as one of them. Uh, I definitely had that one. I also had the hub with the uh, founder statue. Uh, something similar to what Joe had, but mine's a little bit different. Mine's the actual Tomorrowland Bridge. I like walking over mm. that bridge and seeing the Tomorrowland archway and kind of looking in with you know the old stitch and with the Monsters Incorporated on your right-hand side. Uh, the sounds as you start to hit that area. I like walking over that bridge. You know, Many times I've been on the other side of the park and you come in through, you know, where the Tomorrowland Speedway is, and you come in that back way into into Tomorrowland. You know, depending upon how your day is going, but I really enjoy going over that bridge, especially if you're going to start there, or if you're coming in for a late night evening. Uh, you know, going over that bridge is really cool. And then my last one that I picked, which is kind of different than what everybody else picked, uh, was the in the Cinderella Royal Table Restaurant, sitting up there, looking out the view of Magic Kingdom from the castle view. Uh, so many of us have great pictures from. You know, walking down Main Street and getting the outside picture of the castle, but being able to be in the castle and look out those windows and see Magic Kingdom below your feet is pretty cool, too. So that was my fourth choice. Those are all amazing. Um, and, and I'm pretty shocked because I thought when we were coming up with these ideas, I thought this will be one that we might all go different locations around the Magic Kingdom. Guys, I'm right with you all. Uh, we all have similar, similar brains when it comes to this. My first one's the hub. I mean, it's it's there. The thing I love about it is each of these locations kind of represent a, 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 an aspect of Walt Disney and an aspect of why he created Disneyland and, and the type of person he was. You know, he was based on creating community and creating family, and something we tr- strive to do with the show each and every episode. Um, and that's what the hub is. The hub is a meeting place and a central point for for everyone to come. You know, especially at the end of the night, people can split off, do their day, go on whatever adventure they want. But at night, they all join back in the hub for a kiss good night with fireworks. Um, also, of course, the partner statue and one of the most photographed buildings on planet Earth standing right there uh, was Cinderella Castle. So super excited about the hub. It was on there. Number two, love it, Dan and Joe and, and Mike. We all kind of – Tom Sawyer Island. I think this is maybe one of the most underrated places in Walt Disney World. I talk to Disney fans constantly. And uh, people who go to the parks, and they say, I've never been over to Tom Sawyer Island. I don't, I don't go over there. I've never done it. I've always wanted to. And I just question, what is wrong with you? It is such a magical place to go explore, to get away from the hustle and the bustle of the Magic Kingdom, um, to go sit down and for 30 minutes or an hour just relax. And it really, this kind of is, is an attribute to Walt's sense of adventure, his childhood person, child, childlike personality that he had. Um, with with this and you know it's funny too because they could have taken this land and built something 
But yet they said, you know what? We're just going to leave it as is. And I hope they never do. I hope they never touch Tom Sawyer Island. Like, I don't care what attraction they say they're going to put in. It would not be good enough for them to touch Tom Sawyer Island. So I hope it always stays there. My number three is coming in, and it's the town square. It goes back to you guys talking about the train station. Um, Town square is a throwback to Marceline. Throwback to... You know, the way things were in yesteryear, I guess you could say, uh, celebrating July 4th every day. Standing in Town Square and looking down Main Street with Cinderella Castle in the background and turning around and having the train station right behind you, being there at 5 p.m. Um, for the flag ceremony and watching parades come through, character cavalcades, the Dapper Dance, all these amazing things that happen throughout the day. It's just such a great way to start your your day and end your day in this cool spot. And my fourth location on my Mount Rushmore for the Magic Kingdom, Joe, we're hand in hand. Mine's a little bit different. Mine's Liberty Square. Uh, the fact that I can stand in Liberty Square and I can look to my left and I can see Big Thunder, I can see Tom Sawyer Island, I can see Haunted Mansion, I can see through the through the archway Fantasyland uh, back over the other way. I can look to my right, can get a glimpse of Tomorrowland. I can get a glimpse of Cinderella Castle. It's one of those locations, and there's not a lot of them inside Disney parks where you can stand in one location and see multiple weenies throughout the parks um, that are supposed to draw you uh, through. So, And people know I love that word, so I'll, I'll use it as often as I can. Uh, so that are my four. The Hub, Tom Sawyer Island, Town Square, and Liberty Square. Guys, I'm pretty confident we don't even need to take this to a vote. I think those four are pretty much set in stone as our, as our, our place there. What do you think? Yep, I agree. I like it. Perfect. Let's move to quick service locations. Uh, we're going to do quick service locations, Mount Rushmore, Magic Kingdom. Mike, starting with you. All right. I got a few, and these tend to be my favorite, and I think they're, they're important ones, and they have some different stuff that you're not going to get at every other place. Uh, mine was Casey's uh, Hot Dogs. Those, those are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Pico Spills, Columbia Harbor House, and Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. Nice ones. Okay. Uh, Dan? Uh, I am, I am, boy, I'm right on time with Mike here. Uh, I have Casey's. I mean, it's on Main Street. You know, what's more American than the hot dog? And then you got the you got the piano player outside the the restaurant there. So I went with Casey's. I also have Sleepy Hollow. Uh, love those uh, the the waffle sandwiches that they have there. Mm-hmm. Columbia Harbor House is one of our favorite quick service. And my last one, I actually have Gaston's Tavern in there because I like Lafleur's Brew, like the. Uh, the cinnamon roll, and even the, they have like some apple-like thing as well that's actually really good. It's kind of like a good lunch item. Nice. Joe? So mine doesn't really differ too far off from you guys. Uh, Pico Spills obviously is a staple uh, for us in there. I actually like Cosmic Rays. I like the offerings there. I love being in Tomorrowland. I love the 90s decor, which is <laughs> still in there. I love, who doesn't love a Sunny Eclipse as well? Get a show with your meal. Um, they, everybody says... Hot dogs are always better at ball games and at Casey's Corner. Uh, I love Casey's. Uh, it's so small, but it's it's crowded for a reason because it's that good. Uh, and I this one I put out there. I think I did this more for the. I don't know if this is per se my favorite, but I think it's for a lot of people. It's and for me, I don't like seafood, but Columbia Harbor House. I'm putting that out there as the Mount Rushmore for everybody else. I'm not a huge fan of it because I don't like seafood, but I think it's it's so popular. I would be. Um, neglecting or be irresponsible for leaving it off the the list. So I will say Columbia Harbor House. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to give you mine, and then we'll chat about it. We'll come up with our final four. But can we go ahead and put it up? Let's let's all agree right now to put it up on the Mount Rushmore. Pecos Bills at the top spot there. Mm-hmm. It's 
Mm-hmm. It is a absolute, like that is my quick service inside the Magic Kingdom. It is good every single time I go. It's it just, it's where I go. It is the best quick service inside the Magic Kingdom, in my opinion. So it is up there. We have put it up. It is on the Mount Rushmore uh, there. I'm going to go, I'm going to throw one out because it's not going to make the Mount Rushmore uh, the final one. So I'm going to throw it out there. I like it because of my wife. My wife likes pizza. This is not good pizza. It, they do have pizza flatbreads. Um, but I enjoy this for the view. And I'm talking about Pinocchio Village House. Um, when I go in, I love to sit at the windows and I love to watch people on It's a Small World getting ready to go into the attraction and wave and have a good time. It's I, Look, maybe I'm a simple man. But it is 40 minutes of just fun for me to hit the window and then wave, you know, to every, all the boats going by. I absolutely love it. Um, so that is on there for me. Now, let's go to one. Someone else already had this. I would love to see this. I think this deserves to be up on the Mount Rushmore because of what it, of what it offers. There's nothing better to go along with your meal than a show. And no one is a better performer in any galaxy than the great sunny eclipse. And I'm talking about Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. Uh, the food is standard. It's standard um, theme park food, but it's good. They do a really nice job with it. The burger's good. Uh, like, I, I really enjoy it. And like you said, the one thing I appreciate about this show, and let's see if you agree, there is more seating here than all the other quick services combined, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, and you can have outdoor seating, too, mm-hmm. if you have a nice day. Like, today was a beautiful day in Central Florida. You want to sit outside, you get your outside seating, but there is plenty of seating, the different quote-unquote bays that are inside the restaurant. So even though it may look busy, you're not, like, scouring for a corner, and you have half your party standing because there's not enough seats for everybody. So that is definitely a plus. And if you're looking to get out of, like, the rain as well, it's a great spot to get out of the rain. 100%. And also, remember, if you're if you're new to the parks, you're new to this, this show – any of these places we're, we're mentioning, you can go get free ice water. You don't have to wait in line, walk up, ask really politely. You can get as many free ice waters as you want. Don't spend $6 on a bottle of water over there. Uh, go get your free ice water. So uh, my fourth one, let's go ahead and put it up on the Mount Rushmore. Let's do it together. You can't go to the Magic Kingdom and not get a hot dog, and that is Casey's Corner. Uh, listening to the piano, it's a staple of walking down Main Street. Can we all agree Casey's Corner up on... Everybody's good with that. So, so oh, far, yeah. we got Pecos Bills. We got Casey's yeah, yeah. Corner. I am okay, even though it's not on my list, going ahead and throwing Columbia Harbor House up there. Everyone good with that? Sure. Yep. And then yep. I really do think our boy Sunny Eclipse deserves his spot up on the Mount Rushmore. Is everyone good with that? No, yeah. but it's all right. All right, there we go. You're outvoted there, <laughs> Mike. Here we go. Uh, so, we've got Columbia Harbor House. We've got Cosmic Raid, Starlight Cafe, and the Great Sunny Eclipse. We've got uh, Casey's Corner, and we've got Pecos Bills coming in with that's the DDP Today's uh, Mount Rushmore, the Magic Kingdom, for quick service locations. Last but not least, let's get to the big one. Save the best for last. And I'm going to be interested to see where this goes because we all might have come at this with a little bit of a different idea of why they deserve to be there. And I am talking about what brings people into the parks, and that is the attractions. Dan, I am starting with you. Give me your four attractions on the Mount Rushmore of the Magic Kingdom. All right. I mean, I'll be shocked. Well, I don't know. We'll see where everyone goes, but I think my my top three are going to be picked by at least a couple of these, a couple of you guys here. I'm going to go with Space Mountain. I got the Haunted Mansion. I have Pirates. And my last one, uh, I had a tough time with, but I'm going to go with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think that's the first memory I have of going on an attraction with the kids when they were little. 
Uh, and so that one, again, you know, I know it's it's a short ride, but it's still one of the most popular rides uh, in the parks. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's a great ride, even though it's uh, it's only like two minutes long. So that is my number four. Very nice. Mike, coming to you next. Uh, I, most of them the same. I have uh, Pirates. I have Haunted. I have Space. And then I went a different route because I feel like it belongs on the Mount Rushmore of, of Disney stuff. It's kind of a staple Disney uh, ride. And I went with Small World. Ooh, I actually had that on my list and I took it off. Um, because without It's a Small World, we don't have everything we have today. Well done, Mike. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Joe, coming to you. So, yeah, I, I kind of did a little, I was going to try to pick one from like each land or like the, the larger lands, but it just really didn't turn out that way. So I think we could all agree that Space Mountain is a staple on the Mount Rushmore of attractions. Um, I was going to put Splash Mountain, but that does not really apply anymore. So I switched over to Haunted Mansion. I'm kind of combining Liberty Square with Frontierland. Haunted Mansion is the epicenter for Mickey's Not So Scary in My Eyes. It is a classic Disney attraction. Um, it's something that, it's not a thrill attraction, and the lines are hours long for it someday. So I'm going with Haunted Mansion. Um, I'm also going, Mike, I'm going to Fantasyland Attractions. I'm going with It's a Small World as well. It is classic. And I'm also going with Peter Pan's Flight. I mean, you can't go wrong with Peter Pan's Flight. It's a classic Disney attraction. So I got two in Fantasyland. I got Haunted Mansion, and I got Space I Okay, first off, uh, I had that on my list too. And that's literally, I crossed off It's a Small World to put then Peter Pan's Flight to cross that off to put something else. Um, that tells you how much I uh, gave thought to this. All right, I'm gonna give you mine, and then we'll come up with our final four. Uh, can we go ahead and put it up on on the on the Mount Rushmore, the final Mount Rushmore for DDP? Because all four of us have the Haunted Mansion. It deserves to be there. One of the most iconic classic attractions in the history of any theme park around the world. Um, so the Haunted Mansion definitely there. It came in at my number one. Um, also, can we go ahead and put it up? Pirates of the Caribbean coming up. That means three out of four of us had it. Uh, I think it deserves to be there. It was, uh, you know, a massive attraction for Walt Disney and the development of audio animatronics and um, the way the attraction then influenced more and more and more attractions going forward played a huge role in what we have now with the Disney parks. So uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, number two up on our list for sure. My next two, neither one said. And uh, it's going to be interesting because we'll go back. um, I think before I do my next two, let's go ahead and put up this is not on my list, but let's go ahead and put it up because it deserves to be there. All three of you voted for it, and that's Space Mountain. Space Mountain's on the Mount Rushmore, so Space Mountain, Pirates, and Haunted Mansion on the Mount Rushmore, the Magic Kingdom attractions. Let me give you my two. See, I just want to get your opinions. Jungle Cruise. Uh, the Jungle Cruise was an attraction that Walt um, semi got to experience. Uh, he actually used to drive his Jeep through the Jungle Cruise as they were building it. Uh, of course, we've told the story before. I think we've done an episode on this where Walt want, originally wanted live animals in the attraction. And the Imagineers said, well, that's Walt. That's just not going to work because we can't control where they're going to be. You might not see them. It doesn't make sense for the story. Um, and thus, we get audio animatronics throughout the entire attraction. And that also leads to, in the future, the development of Animal Kingdom because Walt always had a love for animals and a love for uh, a, a want to have animals in his theme parks. So um, plays a huge role in Walt Disney Life. Not gonna make it's not gonna make the Mount Rushmore, but it, I, I put it on my list. And let me give you uh, you know what? Let's see how good Mike knows me. Mike, think of all the attractions in the Magic Kingdom. This has not been said yet, but I've talked about it before, and I think it's the most important attraction inside of any Disney theme park. Any clue what I'm thinking? 
Carousel of Progress? Not the Carousel of Progress. You had the first word right, though. Oh, the Carousel. Yeah, Carousel. Yes. Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is the birth of the theme parks. We do not have Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris, Shanghai. We don't have any of these without the carousel because it was Walt sat on that bench and watched his daughter on the carousel as he ate peanuts and wanted a place to where he could not be a spectator, but be a participant with his family. It inspired him to then go and create Disneyland. And so I think it's a massive um, attraction of importance. It's not just something that families with small children should do. I think every Disney fan should take a moment and go ride the carousel just to think, man, this is a, this is such an important attraction, but it's not going to make it up there. So we're between these two. We're between, actually, you know what? We're really not. I think we're good to put It's a Small World up there. Um, two of you guys voted for it, and so that would be the fourth. Also, I'm okay with that because that at least is a Walt Disney throwback. So our four would be Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Space Mountain, and It's a Small World. Guys, we have come up with our Mount Rushmores of, the Wal- of Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and I'm excited to see what our DDP Today family comes up with when they can post in our group as well. You know, we talked a lot about some of these really cool locations and spots to, you know, experience the Magic Kingdom, whether it be having some popcorn on Main Street at the Hub or whether it be standing on the bridge at Tomorrowland or, you know, taking that ride on, on you know, Small World. Uh, if you're doing those things, take pictures of them. Post them on our DDP Facebook page because we have an amazing DDP Facebook page. It brings you to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know how much I love Picture of the Week. Justin, we missed you last week, so why don't you go first this week? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, definitely, I missed being a part of Picture of the Week. It's some, one of my favorite things every week, too, Mike. Um, I'm going to go with Chase uh, Chaz Kendall. Uh, stayed at Bay Lake Tower before our seven-day cruise on the Fantasy, then a two-night stay at Beach Club. That's the way to do it. I love it. I absolutely love that you guys dress up for Pirate Night. Love all the pictures of the girls, meaning the princesses. Um, that's a, just one of the, I always say it, Disney Cruise Line does Disney at its absolute best. It is such a great time, and I'm super happy you guys had an amazing family vacation, and I can't thank you enough for posting that. And I also got to uh, got to give just a real quick shout-out to um, a couple people that posted. We had talked a couple weeks ago about who could juggle, um, and then we actually had uh, Kyle. He actually posted, and he made us just look silly. I mean, he's like da- – <laughs> like, like Dan and Dave and I can juggle, but he is like on his knees, like he's heading over to Cirque du Soleil, ready to ready to rock it out. So absolutely love seeing that. So really, really cool. Love whenever we get the interaction off of shows. It always makes it more fun. Very cool, uh, Dan. We missed you last week, so why don't you give me your pick of the week? Yep, and it, and to mention too, I think someone in the Patreon, I think David Killian, posted him uh, juggling as well. So he actually put something out there. So again, I, I, I think we should have more DDPers out there showing that they can juggle. And I think we should make Joe and Mike at least make an attempt out there. I love it. See if they can I could teach them to something. juggle. Try. I mean, yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, but my, my pick of the week is going to go to Ryan Brady. Uh, he posted, morning DDP fam, best way to start the day. He was making Mickey waffles. Uh, and this is actually a really cool Mickey waffle maker. Uh, I think they sell it at Sam's Club because I just bought it a few weeks ago. You can make mickey waffles and you can make mini waffles uh it's a great deal it's actually a really good waffle maker so if you have a sam's club near you make sure you get over there and you get yourself one of these cool mickey waffle makers very cool great 
Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick goes to uh, Katie and Justin Brenning, and they just returned from their uh, family vacation at Walt Disney World. We love when our DDP family posts uh, pictures from their trip. And uh, they stayed over at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, and they did a lot of. They checked off a lot of boxes on this trip. They got to ride uh, Tron and Guardians twice. Uh, their daughter got to meet Stitch, and uh, they hit up Hoopty Doo as well. And uh, the best part about it was is that they even had they got pictures of them in front of the castle, in front of all the different weenies, as Justin likes to say. Um, but they even have pictures of the, the uh, kids uh, out in the rain having a good time. So they had a little bit of inclement weather and still did not stop them from having fun. And uh, that's what we love to see. We love to see pictures of you know kids and, and their families having good times uh, at Walt Disney World. So for that, uh, the Brennings get my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit this week. And, you know, it's kind of a pick, but it's also a little video. And I'm going to go to Greg Woods because he posted a, a short little two-minute video on one of his last trips in October. And he's excited for our Disneyland trip in July. I'm looking forward to it, too, as well. So I can't wait. Great video, Greg. Lots of great memories. Lots of cool family stuff on there. And you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Speaking of Disneyland... Um I'm excited you brought that up because actually I was just writing what I needed to make sure to mention before we close this episode out. Uh, Disneyland, if you've not done it, go right now and join the DDP Disneyland Facebook page. Um, there's a link right below that you can join that uh, just through this episode. Um, if you are planning on or you're booked, planning on, thinking about it, go join that page. All information for the Disneyland vacation will be coming to that Facebook group. We're coming up on our mark to be able to make park reservations. I will be on there going live in the next couple of days to explain how we make park reservations, how we're going to go about doing this. Um, I can go and tell you if you're not a part of that and you're already booked, nothing DDP related will happen before 11 a.m. Um, so no matter where you book your park reservations for, um, nothing, it won't affect. Because in Disneyland, like I wish they would bring to Disney World, you can park hop after 11 a.m. So uh, let's make sure to get those done. But I'll be putting all that information out over there. And then we'll be finalizing some details for a couple other things as well. Um, so with that, also, I want to say thank you to a ton of you guys. Uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of you reached out uh, to me on my birthday, sent me messages, sent me um, text messages, messages on Facebook, uh, calls, all that good stuff. And it absolutely means the world to me. You guys are the best. Like, you really are the greatest part of doing this is getting to meet you guys and, and spend time with you and meet your families. And, and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you all and everything you do. Um, and then also I want to throw a quick, uh, thank you, uh, to Cammy, uh, Cammy, you know, uh, uh, what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for reaching out to us and offering us, um, and that amazing weekend. And we can't wait to catch up with you guys real soon. I hope you and your husband had the best weekend ever. And I hope it was full of success. We're cheering you guys on. So thank you so much for that. That's the cool part is getting to meet DDP today, families all around the world um, whenever we get to chat with you. So thank you for that offer. That was You, you guys really are the greatest. Uh, so with that, guys, lots of great episodes are out. Like we are putting out content left, right, up, and down. If you've not gone right now and checked out all of our other shows, you need to do it right now. Let's talk Universal Unleashed. Dan and I over there talking uh, Universal we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights. We're talking about the brand new 2023 Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear. Get a hold of us. Show it away with me, travel.com, and book your spot today. We're going to have an absolute blast with that coming up as there. Um, also, if you haven't listened, check out Split Stays. Joe Q with amazing guests talking Disney resorts, everything you need to know, and they are talking about that on Split Stays over with that. Of course, our newest edition, Kevin and Pete, over two men and the mouse. Go check them out. They are fantastic. We love Kevin and Pete everything they are doing, and last but not least, Away With Me Travel podcast is back. Um, it is back. Check it out. 
Uh, Dan has joined the show, so myself, Dan, and Jamie Vigiano over there chatting about travel all around the world, not just Disney, chatting about the destinations you might want to go to, details about places that you've always wanted to visit. So go check that out, too. That is on a separate link, and you'll be able to access that through a link right below this episode as well. So click that. That's all I got for you today, guys. I uh, hope you all enjoyed creating your own Mount Rushmore. We created ours. Hope you enjoy creating your own and posting it so we can take a look at it. And uh, guys, let's close this up because we're going to continue with the Mount Rushmore aspect of things over on the patron side, but we're going to take it a little non-Disney as we create our own Mount Rushmores for a bunch of random topics uh, so you can get to know our personalities a little more. Uh, let's say our goodbyes and let's close this thing up and head over to patron Dan coming to you first. Uh, no, I had a great time tonight, gentlemen. Uh, I do have to give a huge shout-out uh, to one of our very own who joined a very prestigious club. That is the 40 and over club. So, you know, again, I know we gave him a huge happy birthday, but, you know, we have to give him another one now and uh, give him his 40 spanks at some point when I see him. So <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. Lucky boy. Uh, <laughs> Mike, coming to you, buddy. Yeah, uh, happy birthday. This is the I, I was extremely excited about this birthday because it's the first time in the history of us, you know, being friends, we're both in our 40s oh, together. Oh, man. It's just, uh, yeah, you got me with that one. <laughs> I was like, you know, because obviously we were together for five years, you know, and uh, obviously our friendship's grown into something special. And you've always been the younger one, you know, in their 30s. And uh, now we're both in our 40s. So I'm enjoying every minute of this. Welcome to the Over the Hill Club, my <laughs> And friend. Dan will tell you I'm having a midlife crisis because I'm going to the gym seven days a week like i'm literally like losing it like katie's like you need to slow down like you're 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 being insane so if you're looking for a corvette i got I, i'm gonna need one sooner than later uh joe coming to you brother yeah man so happy birthday the best part about uh hitting 40 and becoming over the hill is uh me mike and dan are saying is that you have an excuse now to like make some sort of like crazy purchase <laughs> like a, a motorcycle or a boat or whatever man so you have an excuse that you know you're in your midlife crisis now but happy birthday brother uh the hair will start turning gray a little bit uh the hairline will recede a little bit you know i'm, I'm even getting that a little bit of a problem here but uh it's all good man a uh, 40s great 40s new 30 right so happy birthday glad you had a great day and uh, glad to have you back on the show last from uh, last week and uh patreon standby you guys thanks fellas deck. i appreciate you ddp today family thank you guys have an amazing week spread some cheer make some with smile and until next time we will see you real soon have a good night everybody have, have a good night. night see you guys on behalf of the disney dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some disney love and keep moving forward and they all lived happily ever after each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.